Hello and welcome to Southern Park Gallery's podcast, a place where we delve deeper into the practice of artists in our programme through conversations, interviews and readings. In this episode, recorded live as part of our events programme for Anne Ryan's exhibition, The City Rises, author and journalist Charlotte Higgins joins artist Anne Ryan in conversation. beautiful park. It's a huge pleasure um, to be here with my dear friend and <laughs> to talk about her work. Um, and I suppose what I wanted to do uh, was to, to try and trace back the course of this remarkable exhibition that's uh, through that door, um, which if you haven't seen is a kind of abundant, um, abandoned vigorous, extraordinary, kind of full of life assemblage of sculptures or maybe they're, maybe they're paintings that have just escaped from two dimensions, mm. who can tell? Mm. Um, um, it feels like Anne, to me, has been pushing and pushing and pushing at a certain body of work, so it's a certain way of thinking about the world, which I think goes back to the time that we met each other. That's not a causation, of course, that's a correlation. <laughs> We met very happily in, the, in Rome in 2016, where um, Anne was uh, Abbey Fellow um, in painting at the British School at Rome. So you had, what, three months? No, it's more three than months, three, three months. Three yeah. months of just reassessing, thinking, yeah. not having yeah. a kind of, um, not having any great project in view, but just thinking again mm. and seeing and looking mm. and spending time in Rome. So what, what happened? I, th I think, well, I just, about Rome first, just very briefly, and then I'll come back around to Rome. But um, Rome was one of those weird things. I was older. At that time, they weren't sending, it was usually younger people going. They were just out of college or a few years out of college or something, and suddenly I was there. And it was a long time since I'd been in college, you know? So I was really aware that I was very lucky, and I think everyone's story is very different about Rome. I was with all these old heads, young people with old heads on them, so it was great, like Ross and yourself, <laughs> you know, younger people, but definitely serious about, what, great fun, but really serious about what they've done. So it gave me a really kind of different space than I, I, was, I had previously. But talking about the paintings going from 2D to 3D, Right, because this was the thing, because yeah. you, you, you have been known as a painter yeah. for all your career, yeah. and suddenly in Rome, I'd never known Anne before, but we were very lucky, we kind of hung out in Rome, mm. went to see lots of things, mm. and there was a time when Anne finally invited us into the studio, mm. and everything, it was a sea of paper, and everything was being cut up. There was this <laughs> sense of, something's happening here, yeah. right? So yeah. what, was, what was going on? I think it, it goes actually back much further because I had one of those fantastic, um, I went to art college not even knowing what fine art was, so I came from a background where I shouldn't be there even, so, and that's kind of important, so I went in not knowing, so usually you know what's expected of you, whatever, and I had this amazing first year that was a mixture of sculpture, so fine art, sculpture and painting, and I just went at it because I didn't know what it was. And actually, I'm always, and I say, anyone that I teach, they'll always know this, you should never know what you're up to. And I absolutely was lost and at sea there. And um, I just started making, you know. And it always involved colour for me at that stage. And I was just throwing stuff, colour on uh, plaster casts and just making it. I didn't call it anything. At that point, you don't really call it anything. I just was, had these things in my head. I couldn't believe it. I'd grown up with like a very 
arty auntie and she was always making stuff. Like she'd call you down, she was going to be laying carpet or something. So you'd go down and actually you'd end up painting the floor or something. She'd draw down and you'd paint the floor. So I was really used to this idea of making. And my first year was like that. And the only reason why I didn't go into sculpture, because they separated us after the first year, was um, sculpture students were very serious and there was no colour involved. And they were much cooler than I was. So I thought, no, I just can't go in there. So I ended up in painting, which I am, I, like, because I was talking to a sculptor friend recently, and she says, you're definitely not a sculptor because you work in layers, and it's that privacy of painting in the studio, and how you use the time in the studio is very different as a painter. It evolves very slowly. It's a very slow thing. So I make like that. So that's how I, I kind of still think it's painting. I hang on to that grip of painting. So then for years I was painting, and like my canvases were always different shapes and different sizes, so obviously that 3D thing was always there. It was, I rarely had a square canvas, you know. They were always kind of different shapes, and they were like always built in installations and stuff. And, um, and then, so when I left, I did an MA, I'm obviously not going into it all, but, and I was just painting, but when I did my MA, I did my MA in Birmingham, and... Um, and I think what happens for me, the making thing is when I'm really switched off and looking into myself and just doing what kind of comes natural. And my dad died August the 24th of my MA year. And that was a time when you couldn't get a plane back to Ireland. So I was going back in the ferry and really slow. So this death was drawn out in a very, very slow way. And because I was young and full of myself and my life in Birmingham having a ball, I actually really never realised he was dying, but I, I realised he died on the 24th, and I went back, and funerals in Ireland are actually great fun. We celebrate death, and there's loads of stories. <laughs> and so it was, it was kind of good. I came back to England, and my MA show was going to be the 16th of September, so you're talking about a very small period. And we buried them quick in Ireland, so it was like 25th, 26th, get rid of them. And uh, came back, and no one mentioned it. And I remember thinking to myself, I was only young, very young, uh, immigrant, really in, in that sense of being on your own, uh, not speaking the language, despite having a certain kind of English. But it's uh, and, and like, and, the, and when you're in that traumatic state, it's like it's, it's, it, it just turns into something else. It's like um, you, you, I, so. It, I looked at the paintings and realized, and painting is, and I think this, I think it's the same as any kind of art we do. It's like writing, uh, making things, is. Um, the paintings were all about him dying, which I'd never really thought about. So I couldn't look at them. So I just thought, and if I'm ever anything, I'm bold and brazen. And I thought, right, two weeks to go, I just cut everything up. I just kind of, I just got rid of everything. Uh, the BA students were gone out of the college, and I just went, their canvases were left, people had thrown canvases away. I collected things up. I had these huge cutouts. So, my MA show, then I ended up, they gave me some resin and I had this fantastic tutor. He obviously was minding me and just hovering around. He gave me a cat to mind in case I'd do anything mad because I was just going around wielding like knives and, and I was the only one in the college. And I, a little bit like the studio in Rome. So I made these 3D standing things. I slightly compromised and put something on the wall which now I regret looking back, which I did in Rome as well, I think. But it's like, so I, I made these 3D standing things, people moved around. I had no idea, and anyone that makes or does anything, I had no idea what these were about. I had no where they were going. I just thought, stick them up there. They'd, those were the MAs where no one talked to you. You saw someone the first hour, 
And, um, you know, and that's it. If he didn't fancy you, he wasn't going to talk to you again. You know, so so that were the MAs at the time, right? And uh, so, so no one was really talking to you. So I had no idea what these things were about. But it was me just like, you know, because we have this need, don't we, to make and do things. And how do we look at the world? And how do we make sense of what's going on? And for me, this was it, this making. So I left the day, the opening. Obviously, I stayed for the opening, the party. And then I left after the opening and went to London, because that was in Birmingham. And I told them to, they said, oh, what we do, would you start? I says, put it in the skip, that's it. And I never revisited making until Rome. So then I came back, and it was just like, that's why it's important. It's <laughs> a great story. <laughs> and uh, so I, I left, and I came to London, and just all the, just trying to get on in London or whatever, isn't it? You know? and, and then, and also you have that question of like, um, what is making, what is doing, so you're confused. I have to say, I'm always behind, trotting way behind everyone else. It's like, you know, I don't know, you know, what kind of painter, I never know what kind of painter, I still don't know, you know, you're always searching, aren't you? It's like, and so when Rome threw up this pain, so I was on even 50th birthday, so it's like changing time, and it's that, that lovely thing as an artist, you're forever, you know, you're forever young as well in many ways. I mean, I, I find myself going backwards and not having a clue and being proud of not having a clue. And the minute I feel, so I'm always going back to that first year where I was doing that making, where I was really switched off, couldn't believe it. A girl from literally near the train station, making art, art, you know, it's like throwing things about. And, you know, and people, that's why I'm really into the idea of people going into the show, spending time there. I want to be generous. I want to give them something to look at. So then for, you know, you get lost in different ways of making and doing stuff. And then I, I, when I got to Rome, I remember being quite freaked out. Because in Rome was like, like obviously Irish Catholic background. It just felt like a monastery. And I, you know, I left, you know, men at home, the whole, you know, everything you knew at home. And I'm thinking, what am I doing here? It's like, and it's so quiet. And they take you down the corridor. And I'm thinking like, oh my God. God, I just like wandered down the car. Beautiful studios, absolutely fabulous studios. And you do present a project, as you know, but it's re I, I called mine the Grand Tour. Which that, was was. that was original. Uh. I know. I think what you do is like, anyway, it was Grand Tour. And, um, and I thought, I just told them I'd draw, which I did, you know. And so when I got there, and it was because, because pain, I think it's a painting thing. You're in the studio, jobs, running around from jobs. We're talking about jobs mm. and how we work. And we still do. Like a student said to me recently, I've got two jobs and I don't know if I can get to the studio. I'm like, I have five at the moment. What are you talking about? <laughs> Just do something. So room, short, and that's all you need sometimes. Someone to kind of, first to have faith in you, I think, to put you into that space. And which, I mean, I'm always mixing it up with younger people anyway. I like that, you know, it's like, you know, because you, you learn from them so much, don't you? It's like, and, the, and Rome was just so amazing because you just feel, you were just listening. Again, with the group I was with, I was, every, people were so generous with their information. And um, just times, we were on tours all the time, walking out with people, and you just learn so much. Um, and you were you were sort of voracious in your you were well known <laughs> in that group of people for being the person who took notes by drawing everything, so you were absolutely you were there with a the notebook the entire time. Yeah. And the thing that the thing that really struck me hanging out with you a bit was like your appetite was it was like you were consuming everything. Mm. It was like you were eating everything, and it wasn't in a way you were kind of brilliantly undiscriminating because yeah. I remember yeah. giving yeah. you a book. 
thinking she'll read this book, it's about Naples. I'm not sure if you even read the book, but you definitely drew the cover. But it was like the next minute you might be drawing, you know, a Michelangelo in the space with a Michelangelo, or you might be... I remember you drew, um, there was an image of a Raphael which was just on a museum ticket. Mm. It was like there was nothing, you were just sucking it in in this kind of completely voracious way. Mm. It was extraordinary to see. And then, but, and, and then you started, you had this sort of change of... Mm. I was doing sense of freedom. When I, when I got there, because I thought, you know, it was all these people and we were with a party lot. I think it generally... You know, if I didn't want to miss anything, and I think that's really great. You said it's indiscriminating about the images, and I think I am. That show is like that. You know, there's no, I have no rules. Of what's right or what's wrong? It just feels right at the moment. Or you have a little. I did read the book, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that's part of it, isn't it? When you're involved in making and doing, it's like you just. When I was doing the cowboy paintings. I read cowboy books, you know, as I watch the films. I, you, you kind of immerse yourself wherever it, you, you, wherever it takes you, you just go, don't you? And I think that was, and I thought for me the drawing was a great way you go out and, um, you know, it's just a, it, it, I'm, 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 I love that idea of just drawing and finding quick, quick way of drawing or something because it also helps you think. It's about thinking, isn't it? So it's not actually about that drawing, but it just, it makes you, it builds a relationship with that, your own relationship. Because I've used, I mean, often like if the Raphael, some of those could be from images I find are bad photographs. I'm always into bad photographs because then it's what you're bringing to it as well. And often I don't, like we'd all be telling stories and you were great with facts. <laughs> the academics would be really good at facts. And uh, the artists don't really care about facts. <laughs> so, like, we would change it. We're kind of interested in the narratives around it. How, how, or how, I do remember Sophie one time saying, that's Sophie there and talking about. And we went to see the, um, what was this, um, Nero's Golden. Do you down the shop? And like that's you said, oh, that's graffiti up there. But it was seemingly it was Michelangelo and... Raphael. Raphael that were suspended in a basket and drew something in this cave and we had this like argument about you know whether <laughs> it's graffiti we're not going to have it now okay <laughs> I'm not sure it was Raphael who went down yeah. in the same basket but anyway yeah, yeah sorry yeah. I don't want to be but see we change the story and that's how yeah. work gets made isn't it stories get changed and I, I love that idea of how stories how people talk to each other or how we look at things and how we see things differently and how I might something might have touched me at a certain point. Like, I love a Pieta. I mean, oh my God, it just kills me. I could cry in front of them, you know? And I, I don't know, it's, it's that, usually it's that touch. I love the fact they often make Mary much bigger and she's got a hand that's like, you know, going to support. And, I, I, and I, I've done a Pieta. I've done a Pieta. You know? <laughs> yeah, I have no pride, okay? <laughs> But um, yeah, so, yeah, and it's just, and I think as well, when you draw like that, it gives you, you're all ears. You're taking in so much more. I can just quietly, because I like to chat and I like to talk to people. When you draw, that kind of creates a, a space around you so that you can actually take on other things. So in actual fact, I often think drawing is not about looking, it's often about hearing as well. And, you know. Oh, very interesting. And that. And, and so what came sort of most directly out of that in the short term at least was um, a wonderful exhibition you did with a beautiful name called Barbarian at the Gate. Oh, 
great name. <laughs> she invited, very kindly invited me to name it. And it's very, this was a show at Green Grass Inn. It was a show of cutouts that were, were covering the floor um, in a kind of, you know, a crowd almost of people <laughs> or figures, but they were cutouts. So it, it's, it, it feels like a staging post on the path of what we see here. Um, but quite different from what one would have associated with your work prior to that. Mm. But the reason I, I gave you that title was that it was, it was, it was what we've just described. Really, it was that sort of the fact that Anne had stormed into Rome and she was really taking <laughs> the city. You know, oh, she was like, she was ransacking it. She was I ransacking it. Um, so, so tell, but 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 I suppose the interesting thing about that is that you have been. That was a kind of wonderful moment, and that felt like something very fresh and new in your work. There was also a kind of fantastic freeze mm. moment where you had the, where Green Grassy Stand was covered in these gorgeous cutouts. Um, but clearly, between then, that was 2017, and now there's been a process of pushing this super hard and super further out, mm. <laughs> which has involved ceramics. It's involved concrete mm. it's involved getting really mucky <laughs> i mean i have so an idea and i start running you know and i, I think it's, it's about trusting your ideas as well like is that thing again of getting a little bit older you know i'm not tied to anything i don't i don't care now anyway again i know there's some students or people who i teach so i'm always saying i don't care i don't care i don't care you shouldn't care have a go try it and um, so I'm not tied to anything. I don't, and I, I, I know less now where I'm going to go with it. Like you said inside, you said, God, what will happen next? I have no idea. And, and I think it's also about being brave as well. Because when we started this show, kind of, well, we, we were supposed to happen before lockdown, and then it gets all confused, doesn't it? So I couldn't, I, I visited the place twice, and I really wanted to make it about this such a special um, a, ch a place and a, a, an old temperance church I always think think it is and um, I think it is I have to check <laughs> my story changes when I tell it but um, and there was all these layers and I couldn't visit it but I think that's one of the things and funny enough I was reading about writers as well this morning I was thinking I was thinking about and they were saying like if there are anything there are there are professional observers and it's something we used to talk about in Rome is uh, if artists bring anything to the table, what they bring is they notice things. And um, so I think there's a real crossing over there, which is so interesting. And um, for me, it's like I don't have to spend ages in the space. I think it is just you kind of soak these things up. You really notice it. You walk through and you just... And I just cement, I just, I love cement. Cement is a Rome thing as well. You know, it comes from there, isn't it? It's just even reading about the, the Romans and, and just walking through the streets and you just see all these uh, fabulous fountains. I don't know if they're necessarily cement, but they're, uh, you do come across cement a lot there. But it's, um, but it's, it's um, so and I thought, and also the whole thing about ceramics, I have to mention ceramics, they have a love-hate thing with ceramics. And, um, and I know this is... Weren't you banned from the ceramics department? Oh my God, yes. That was as a student. Yeah. Well, because this is back to making things. I always used to, when I was like, 
painting. I'd make something in 3D. So if I had a painting that was problems, I just like, because it's such a great thing. Painters love it because they're like, you start building and you, you can do something. So I used to fire them, which is a massive mistake. And back in the late 80s, it's like the, the ceramics departments were really design-led. They did not want fine artists in there, especially when their stuff used to blow up because I'd be sticking things into it and trying this out. And uh, of course, that happened once too often. And then you just go down, there's like a notice on the doors, um, no fine artists, especially Anne Ryan. <laughs> so, so I never really, I, I used to let them dry out in the studio. So they were just like dust or whatever. And I used to paint them, but they still used to dry out. But, uh, and then, so I always had it in the back of my head, but like someone said to me then, I was doing this show, it's like, and she said, um, uh, young students, so I'm thinking like someone young asked me to do a show, I'm, I'm there, okay, I love it, because you will, you pick up so much, because they're so serious about it, and I'm really irreverent in many ways about it, you know, because that's how you get when you get a bit old, you can't care about it, and um, so it's, it's fabulous, so they asked me to do this show, and they thought some of my cutouts were ceramics, and I thought, well, actually, I really do want to try that out. So, I so that was the show in 2018. That was the one in, yeah, in Hackney that you saw. Um, and it was just a load of, a group of very young people and me in the corner. <laughs> so, and it was, it, was, it, was, it was so good because I, mean, I made a load of friends. How good is that? You know, this is what it's about, isn't it? Yeah. And you just learn so much. That's just brilliant. And, um, but I, I do remember, and this is kind of leading up to what's happening in there with the cement and the ceramics. Um, so I started doing the ceramics. I literally went to one of those night classes or something like that and started making ceramics. They must have been shit scared of you. Um. It, who, the ceramics people? Or? The ceramics people. Oh, you were like beginners ceramics. Beginner's ceramics. Ceramic, and they were making little ring holders and stuff like that. And I was there, like, at first you're thinking, like, okay. And then you're like... And Andy did them as well at one stage. It's like, and uh, he says, I looked up and you were just like, <laughs> tearing this apart, sticking this in. And like, it's a couple of, couple of the, there was other women there and they were like, <laughs> what is she doing, you know? Uh, but the thing, I think, because I, I suppose I, I like a bit of humour and a bit of chat, so it's kind of grand. And I think they got a lot from me. And ceramics are really generous because they give you a lot of tips. And I just soak I just, I love tips. <laughs> I just take them on. I use them my own way, but you know, I just take it on, so it's great. But um, so then I, so I, I went to this course just to freshen me up or whatever, and I made ceramics a couple of weeks before the show. And then someone called me in the studio and they said, I just had a colossal bang in your studio. And I thought, oh my God. Because I'd been making these cutouts and they were really light. So I used the same shelf for all these ceramics. So the ceramics were all on the ground in bits. Right, because they've been almost like ceramic versions of the cardboard yeah, really cutouts. So very narrow uh, things that would sort yeah. of slot together yeah. almost. And there were and the things I didn't really looking back. I didn't I didn't want to do that. I never want to. Oh, I'm making this now. I want to make something that people will really buy and enjoy or something. Yeah. I I I, I, did, I the card gave me a flexibility tear and yeah. pull and do those things. The ceramic once it's fired, it's more rigid, so it was difficult. So this was for me. That's. I've got to be able to bust things up, you know, I'm never going to be happy, so it's like... So, so what happened? The shelf collapsed? The shelf collapsed, I walk in there all over the place, and I, I remember, you know, talking to someone, and I said, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm not one to suddenly go, oh, 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 you know, I'm not going to get upset, I thought, well, they're going to come collect stuff the day after tomorrow or something, I thought, what am I going to do here? So it's really, it, it was great, and it still stays with me, it's one of those things, you've got ideas, and they'll float around for ages, 
And so what I did, I just started, I thought, well, I'm a painter's canvas here, so I'm gluing canvas on it, sticking one piece there with another piece. I made these kind of hybrids, these really weird. So you essentially glued them back together with bits of canvas bits and of canvas made something and complete. And painted on them. And yeah. they're, so they're really weird. You get like women with their legs coming out the backs and so can, you know, which actually is not unlike the cutouts, much more closer to the cutouts. So, and they were really, they were really sweet because they, they were quite fragile things. They're just really odd. Nobody could quite make them out. And everyone thought they were ceramics. This canvas painted on the canvas. And, um, and I thought, oh, this, this is great. You know, it's like, this is so much better than the ceramics because the ceramics, you always end up following rules with the ceramics. And I just wasn't, I'm never going to be happy with that. It just does my head in. So, um, <laughs> and so now I think the cement, using the cement, like, I mean, one of the main things doing the show was you'd walk into the studio and I'm standing with a mallet. It's like, you know, scrap iron rhyme, you know, it's like, boom, 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 yeah. In practical terms, how did you work with, I mean, like, where and how were you dealing with cement? I know, well, you were in, in my studio space, so literally, I mean, and I'm, I'm kind of tidy as a worker because I need to think, so I, it'll be dirty as in work dirt, but I will get rid of things, you know, and move things out. But also, this is it, that show, until we pulled out one or two, we didn't have a clue. I didn't have a clue. I mean, I was, I was terrified, but also I thought to myself, well, I don't really care. I don't care about making a fool of myself. I don't really care about um, it not working, because something's going to come out of it. I, I, I do feel confident in that, insofar as, because I'm so sincere about making, and um, I'm, I'm so eager to talk about it you know get the word talking and get getting people looking i knew something was going to come out um but i didn't know how it was going to work i mean because my space um it's so kind of busy so there's be loads of little bits and i'll also start like if i'm i'm working for a show but then other little ideas are coming about and there's something else happening judith turned up one of my studio one day and had this whole idea i was going to do a backdrop a painting and i literally because i used to come next day i did the painting overnight fill in the wall and i thought no and focus you know there's enough going on right <laughs> yeah, so I zoom in here so i thought right that's gone and judith i gave me all that space to just say even though she'd love the painting i was just like no just do what you're gonna do you know so just to <coughs> zoom, so, we, so we are, we've arrived quite yeah. naturally at this show, <laughs> yes, yeah. which is good. Um, tell me about walking through the city, because it, this is a very, the, the, the objects in the show, or the paintings, whatever you want, these Mad and Ryan hybrids <coughs> are, it's like a cityscape, it's like a parkscape. I mean, it is, there are parts of it where one is reminded of what's directly outside the doors here, but there's, there's also a sense of a kind of fantasy urban space. And actually I was reminded of, um, in the Louvre, there are, if you walk far there's enough- There's an end rhyme. Sorry, there's an end rhyme, but there should be. Yeah. If you walk far enough through the Italian paintings and sort of get to the end, there are these enormous um, wall-sized canvases by Panini, which are, f are um, well, there is that they are um, paintings of um, a studio filled with paintings of ruins of Rome and sculptures. So it's it's a, a profusion of images within an image, 
and then you can, and, the, and it's set in the, the architectural space is very classical, and then it's got lots of classical paintings on the walls and classical sculptures, and then you can see out to a landscape. So it's a kind of completely crazy invented landscape of images within images. And I was kind of slightly, um, slightly reminded of those in your show. And the other thing I was reminded of was, um, and this, I'm going to, this is um, disingenuous actually, because we've discussed this previously, but you have talked to me about frescoes in Pompeii yeah. and these imagined landscapes that, um, these very kind of capricious landscapes that are invented, you know, they might have a kind of gorgeous classical column and a bit of landscape and um, they're not, they're, so tell me about this, the idea of the city or the fantasy city as it relates to your mm. show there. Yeah, I mean, um, the walking thing is, is super important, okay? And at first, I love cities, I love walking in the city, you know? And, um, and of course it was, I mean, I walk anyway, and I love that space. I'll often walk to the studio in the morning, you know, and it's a good hour and, and it's a, a proper walk, isn't yeah. it? We're talking it's King's Cross to Kilburn, this is an hour and <laughs> yeah. a half, it's a serious... Which, as an Irish person, it's a real pilgrimage, and I think that's really important to say, you know, it's like you're going from when they used to come in, right through old, old working spots, right to part of Kilburn, and Cricklewood, where it is still run very, down, yeah. and, and very, and, very and and traditionally part that the, the Irish diaspora kind so. of homeland. We're everywhere, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're concentrated up there. But um, so that that's the walk, you know. But I, I mean, what I'm interested in the walk as well, it, and it's it, like Beckett said something about he was always interested in the city and walking in the city, and um, it's like people when you're in the city, you're in a square, and when people walk through it, the space changes, you know. Uh, they change and then also your relationship of how you think about them changes so it's, it's forever changing in the city so you're not just like walking because you're always going to have someone walk through the space use the space the same as you using it quicker or something and I think when you walk when especially through the, that hour and a half walking to the studio it becomes very abstract in a way in your head because it's all in your head isn't it you know so and I and I relearned through that time to slow down and in Ireland, we use that word saunter. Like I was saying to a friend of mine, she hadn't heard it used in years. And we're very good at sauntering in Ireland, actually, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and, and not really having great purpose, just so you're taking things on. And so the city becomes very different. And I adore, I see myself very much as a London Irish, as in London is made up of, um, you know, all of us, all this diaspora, where that's London. That's why we love it so much, isn't it? And um, so I'm walking through my city, you know, you see it very differently. And, um, and it's, it's, it's in your head, so you're, you're, you calm down. You're at home one minute, you want to get to the studio, or you leave the studio and you're like, oh, but walking just change, changes everything. And, makes you, and then slowly you start seeing, it has to be a long walk, doesn't it? It has to be a long saunter. And things start changing, and it's like, you know, the Robert Walser where he talks about, he sees people and he creates fictions for them. He creates... Um, um, what they're doing, where they're going. So he has all these kind of um, um, uh, surreal kind of um, spaces in his head and plans for all these people and things he sees. And I think, like, in a lot of ways, I always say, like, my best paintings were made on the walks, you know, when I got to the studio, it was a whole other thing, loads of cement and loads of everything. Right? So you're always aiming for that, you know? Um, so I suppose the, this, this, the walks is... Um, yeah, it is just this, it, it, 
you become very different. I remember one stage about to the walk down, going through Primrose Hill, and I was, um, and the, the um, what is the flower, the little white one? Oh, Hawthorne was out, you know, beautiful Hawthorne. And there's a big clump of Hawthorne there. And I remember sitting in the middle, and because my, when you're walking like that as well, your head becomes really full of all these plans and ideas. And it's very intense. It's very much, it could be like you're on drugs or something. It's almost hallucinogenic when you walk like that. And I remember sitting within the Hawthorne thinking, God, I could scream. You just like, but not out of, uh, out of anxiety, out of anything else, but you're just like full of life. You just think, God, this is just heavenly. It's just like wonderful. And the walks were like that for me. They became this really, much more than they'd ever been. And because of this situation, of course, you know, you weren't in a hurry because you didn't have to go to jobs. But, um, they and by the time I got to the studio, I was just, you're looking for that sense of being lost and going down into your own to make. And I, I couldn't say at any one time when you come in the evening, I knew what I had done through the day. So the making was incredibly intense. Um, God, how extraordinary. And, and Almost as if you're in a kind of, by the time you've reached your destination, you're almost in a fugue state. Yeah, but, but, yeah. but I mean, but I imagine there's also, um, so your head is full, but then you have to unlock the door, walk up the stairs, down the corridor, unlock the door to your studio. Have coffee. Put, put on the kettle. <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's an interstitial stage. Yeah. So do, do you then have to warm up again? No, I think it's important, isn't it? You know, because I'm really, you know, because yeah. you have your little jobs. You know, it sounds like great. She goes in there, she's working. Yeah. Now I could spend half the day looking at don't tell the bride. You know, not really. Okay, I'm outside the horse, well, but you know, but that's part of it, isn't it? All those little things you you have to do this, and, and the lovely thing about making and physically um, it, it, taking things and making them, what I found was, um, and also because I'm not a sculptor, is I don't know their properties. And I, you'll have to prepare. You have to do those physical things, preparing. And I, I was using as, um, you know, to, to, to um, it was really low tech stuff. So I'd find stuff on my walk or I'd have a sandwich wrapper or sandwich box. So everything was used to make molds for the cement out of what I had, what I found at home or whatever. So it was all very, very low key. So and very expeditious and, yeah. and you recycle everything, right? So yeah, one yeah, of yeah. the, th I remember you telling me one of the things about the ceramics your new ceramics friends was that they were kind of you know like you would reuse all the cast offs you would mm. go around grabbing yeah. all the bit yeah. the bits and bobs that no one else wanted it's brilliant because they're great because they make all these you know lovely colors and stuff like that but then they mix them together like you know when you wash down your brushes down the sink so it becomes mucky yeah. i could use that, couldn't I? <laughs> so you just get little bits of whatever is because there's you've got all different kind of stains and stuff like that, and it comes out shitty brown, you know. Kind of shitty brown has certain value that's fabulous, you know, <laughs> that you can use. So I love all that because I think there's great things to be found in that, you know. And th that goes back to a little bit how we look and back to the drawing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's just totally the same thing. It's picking up that pencil. It's like it's not. And um, like, and it's, it's just been that curious as well, isn't it? I find myself more and more curious. I think I always was, and now it's just like exploded, you know? And I, I'm curious about where I'll go with it. I've no blinking idea, you know? And that excites me all the time. I mean, so what will actually happen when you next go into the studio? Are you just sort of, you, you've talked about, you talk about fiddling. So you mm. do, mm. There's, there's stuff already there in the studio. Do you start kind of, pushing it, doing more with it. And, I mean, what's the actual, what, what actually happens? Yeah, well, I'm always making things. You know, and like, there'll be half things in your eyes. I'll have a wall of stuff. And I've started boxing that up now, changing it. 
And, um, you know, I, I put up a little base that I think is interesting. I don't know why it's interesting or I found something or I'd be pitching this, start going up. And they, they become more 3D now, as you know, rather than the flatter things. So you're always thinking, well, that's not good enough. How can I change it into this? What can I do with it? Um, so, but they all have their own personalities. The cutouts are as important as the 3D things, as the cement things. And, um, and like now at the moment, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking, what more can I do with these 3D things? What can happen? But also I'm thinking in the back of my head, it's like, well, I'm kind of really keen on the cutouts again. You know, because they've gone into something else has started happening with those that I think, okay, that might open enough. You're always looking for these little doors and right. ways so, out. So things that, you've, that your past informs mm. whichever step you're going to yeah. take yeah. next. So yeah. you're looking for the sort of chink of light yeah. to, or to just edge open the door so yeah. that you can find the a studios new... are scary. Sitting in front of a typewriter, I know you don't, but yeah, it's, uh, it's scary, isn't it? You know what I mean? It is still even. Like sometimes you think like, like there's days you think like, Oh, I'll never paint again. How do you paint? How do you do that? You're just like saying, crikey. And it used to be really bad when you were younger and you have a show. I'd be so, you're always disappointed because you don't know what it is to expect from it, you know. Whereas now I know, um, you know, getting a little bit of feedback, just talking to someone, actually getting, you know, when you see someone look at something. You get a lot of information. Or by yeah. whoever, yeah. And, um, and also the, back to that green grassy one. That was such, that was so great. And uh, Cornelia was brilliant there because I was doing that thing first. Because you're always like, I mean, and you all know this now, but it's like, you always have people on your shoulders like, well, it's not cool to do that. We should have one thing here and one thing there. And I'm not very cool, you know. It's like, it's, I'm cool in my own way. <laughs> but, uh, I'm cool in my own in the studio. <laughs> so, and uh, so, and the, so I was thinking, oh, I'll just for the a barbarian at the gate, which I still love that. Okay, I was going to call you this time. You do know that. But <laughs> I thought, leave you alone. You're busy. But... Um, Anyway, so I thought, like, you know, I'll just put one or two out. It'd be very tasteful. And they'll go up and they'll look. And, and I think many, and I'm so keen on people looking at work. And it's very difficult. And one thing you tell students, that they want someone to press that button and look at this. And they're never going to do that, you know. So how do you get them to look at painting, you know. And that's your feedback, is how do you get them to walk away and maybe remember a little thing? I don't care what they remember, but it's like they might get something from it. Because I did when I was young from mm. seeing the painting. And um, so, like, I was th thinking first, because you're still, you're always thinking, oh, maybe this is the cool thing to do now, put one or two out, this is the fashion in London. It's not literally how I thought, but... So then, I remember Cornelia says to me, she's not here, she's just going to do a copy, get them all out, get them all out! <laughs> I thought, yeah, she's right, she's right, okay. And then off she goes in. This is, you get one direction, yeah. but she gets the picture. She's, on, she's in my corner, which is great. She, she got... And I thought, Grant, that is it. And yeah. I just needed that. Get them all out. Off she trotted, and I got them all out. I think it was like 138 pieces. It was an amazing yeah. crowd. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a huge yeah. space, completely covered. Yeah, it was great. Oh, I mean, it was, it was just wonderful. yeah, it was great to do. And I remember thinking, and also it was that thing. Rome did that to me. It's like, and I don't know. I think because when I mean, you're a painter, you're on your own. But suddenly I wasn't, and I was just that. That was that's really unusual for like a lot of people give up painting because you are on your own mm. a lot you know it, it's time thing you know it's it, it's it's difficult and Rome did that I was suddenly 
with these, they just, my eyes were like, everything. My body was like, you know, and having a drink still. You know what I mean? You could still do that <laughs> and get up for the party and uh, whatever. I listened to great conversations. It just, it was, I was just. You were buzzing. Yeah, big time. I want to ask if anyone has a question in the audience. Um, um, and please put your hand up if you do. And um, I. If you don't, I'll just keep on asking questions. But I'm sure you do, really. And um, you can ask Anne anything. Yes, um, you can. Advice. Very, oh, no, not a ceramics um. person. Great. Did you find that the unpredictability of what you were going to get out of the film helped you to, to loosen up? Yes, because, yes, yes. Because I know the way, yes. you know, how you would use blades mm. and how you would apply it. Well, I love not knowing. I mean, this is it. It's like, a, I know that the technician at Rochester Square where I make my ceramics, he loves me because I'm the only one that, he says, they're all broken. I said, oh, are they really? No. Because <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get, you know. And, and the thing is, also I'm thinking like, it's going to throw something up. It's going to, you know, something's going to come out of that. And it's, the thing is, for me, it's, they're all keys into yourself and how you want to, you know, ex, you know, so it's exciting for me, you know. If something turns around like that, I'm thinking, well, absolutely. Sometimes it's crap. It's absolutely gone, you know. But it does. It just, you know, it, and I like that, you know. Um, but there's something about abandoning control that seems uh, pretty important there. Yeah. Like, you can't. You, you you have to be pretty open if you're going to do that. You have to be pretty open mm. to what's going what weird thing is going to come out to, the other to side. Make things. I I really whatever even if it's in a quiet sense. I mean, like I sometimes I when I'm talking to students, I'm really aware because I'm like ah you know. But uh, sometimes when I'm doing that, it it's, it it could be you're just doing that. What Paul Clay drawing is that following that line? But it's still not knowing where is it going going. You know, so it doesn't have to be like I'm. Ah, uh, you know, so, but, uh, um, it doesn't have to be as operatic no. as the unrhyme no, process. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, any more questions? That was a brilliant question. Yes, the one at the back. That work is totally, and again, back to the sources, you know, that is, it, it's about being a working class Irish girl. Like someone said to me, oh, you should talk about being where you're from and what you have a lot to say, especially living in London and stuff. And I thought to myself, well, I do, it is. And I think that's, there was a moment, I mean, I suppose the cowboys, I used to paint these cowboys, that was the start of it, not being ashamed to just talk about the things I'm interested in, all the stupid things i'm interested in absolutely there's boxers in there you name it i'm you know i'm interested in these and they're they're and and they're about that space you know and they're about the bigger space that i mean like anyone knows me also the whole thing with teaching i love teaching i absolutely love it even though it's changed the politics of it and stuff and i, I have to say you can't say that I teach, but I talk. <laughs> so, so, and sometimes we listen and we talk together, you know. And um, but it's it's and I think they're all. Th I get as much from them. So it is. I mean, I give. I want. I mean, I I think they're generous in so physically that they they fill the place and there's loads to look at. So in that way, they're generous. And I hope they're very generous in so far as like you know, this is the world. You know, I'm occupying. 
uh, like nothing is indiscriminate. I will put it in if it's if I'm half finding it. I'm not afraid to not know. You know what I mean? Sometimes is that the right thing to say? I don't know, but I won't know to like kind of put it out there in the painting. So yet they they reflect me living here and doing things and very much that space was it, it was there it's a little bit I, I got pictures but th they're the frescoes and one of the, some of the pictures are I just slightly Near, um, so these are from Pompeii yeah now I knew one of the things I, I work at is like Charlotte knew this and it's in her new book I did not know this okay but I love it. I adore it. And a really bad photograph, okay? Incredibly bad. But these are some of the half things. That I took that photograph ages ago. Um, so that's in the National Archaeological Museum at Pompeii. Yeah. And it's a fresco from a it's Pompeii. It's a fresco, house. yeah. And I, I, sometimes, I mean... And you didn't know really what it was. No, I just loved it. Just it. from you lost the I image. cowboy painting well, as well. The cowboy painting. Just the, like, <laughs> what, what you're seeing is a kind of enormous altar in the centre of the scene with, a, with yeah. a deer on it. And then lots of horses with riders sort of galloping out of the scene. Amazing. So it has this, yeah, cowboy aspect to it if you don't mm. know what the subject actually is. I know it's often telling her which this. Which I can <laughs> tell you. I can tell you if you want. <laughs> It's the it's the children of okay so there's this queen in uh, Asia Minor called Niobe and Niobe uh, she boasted that she had loads and loads of children whereas the goddess Leto only had two children the goddess Leto's two children were Artemis and Apollo oh. um, so when Artemis and Apollo got to hear about the boast of Niobe that she had all these children. Uh, they just shot them all. What you're looking at is a kind of, you know, kind of <laughs> Columbo, you know, um, wow. massacre, basically. Wow. Um, where all the people on horses are running away, galloping away from the never missing arrows of these very angry twin god, goddess wow. figures. So it's a very cheerless subject, but it's an amazing, it is it's amazing, amazing and extremely amazing. strange. It um, is strange. Image. I just kept going back. That stayed in my head for so long. Yeah, and then yeah, the poor old Niobe is so she cries and weeps and mourns so much that she turns into oh. a, a rock, which is constantly weeping. Oh my God! Yeah, well, this there is you go. It, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> oh, that's great, and it's so good, isn't it? It's, it's like because it struck me. It's just I mean I really love them. I and mean, before I was ever thinking of that show or whatever, and uh, and I know there's always these stories, but it just behind it. And sometimes it's so nice just to react to something. For whatever reason, there was more reasons than just to go. Yes, okay, but uh, but then the story just you think like, oh god, yeah, it just adds more dimensions to. So what was it that apart from the cowboy aspect? What was it that you? I think it was there was a few of them, wasn't there? It's like um, well, I don't know. It was the fictional thing. It, it was these landscapes. They were like, I don't think they were real. This was my take in it. They were fictional spaces. They were like very theatre-like, and I knew there were stories there basically. I think theatre-like is really crucial in these. Yeah. Um, yeah. They are li they are like stage sets, so we can see some kind of antique columns, um, some figures standing in front of them, some you know rather deliciously kind of warped-looking trees. Um, yeah, but it is definitely th that theatre is really important. Yeah. I think in those yeah. images. Yeah. yeah, and I remember saying to because Andy was there with me, and we kept saying, "Oh, we should, you know, where's where's my room, palace? <laughs> when will you need them?" Because I'd love, I want the stories, but at the same time, it's just not knowing is, is yeah. fine sometimes. I think it's absolutely, just like, yeah. absolutely. I yeah. mean, that's the thing that um, 
that was a slightly British school at Rome conversation that we just mm. had because mm. you will have noticed all sorts of things that I would never have noticed in that image because I was too bothered about what the subject was. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Well, anyway, there's loads of these which I just love. But do you think if stages. you've got, do stick your hand up as well if you've got a question for Anne. Um, mm, please, yeah. Please go ahead. <laughs> That's all right, mm -hmm. that's all right. Yeah. But um, I'm wondering if you can sort of locate a point where you started to be aware that that's what you were thinking of, or is that something that's kind of, that you've noticed? Feeling freer, yeah? Well, since, because I know that, obviously, I'm, I knew mm. the amount of time that you started making these. Mm. Um, so before that, I, the image I had of you was that you were making these cowboys, mm. I'm wondering, at that time, were you also thinking about choice and chances? I think, or, or did that sort of really come about mm. because you sort of think, I need to give that up? I think ultimately it's, it's kind of in my spirit a little bit, you know, and, um, and I will mention my mother at this point because I think it is due a little bit to my mother, you know, big Irish family, but, and I was working in a factory for a year, just very quickly, before, and I, I, as I said, I didn't really know about going to art college, and she just knew I was on happy so we have these spirits don't we it's like we have this like feel to do something and need to do something you know and in many ways I think I'm very lucky because I had really had to work to where like sometimes you just go to our college whereas I had to you know I ended up in this space that um, I had to work to get to but I don't know where that was what it was and then I had to make a certain sense so I could only rely on you know I do have a little you know, I hope I'm kind of like um, generous and honest, I think. I, I, honest is the thing, I think. It's all because I think when you're first, so I think I've always had that. But obviously in the art world, you're then led by fashions or whatever, you know. And I remember, and often I, again, I said to students, it's like, because when, when you leave college sometimes, it's like, it's the college, you know, what you kind of, they wanted from you or they saw you did something, they hop on you just to get you through and then you're through. And, but it's only then when you're on your own, you know, uh, do you start looking, well, how can I be free? What is it? Because there's a whole area, isn't there? It's like you can go in, you're just working away in the studio, you can have studio pals and have some kind of a career or something. But ultimately, what is it? You know, you don't sell, you don't do whatever, but I'm still going to make stuff. So you either, you say, well, I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. Could be short, could be long. And uh, you gotta, I, you go for it. The cowboys for me was the first thing, me just being myself, you know. And it, that they were so, why I hark back to them because I was making decent paintings, I think, before then because I always liked to paint and draw. So, but I just always felt like, well, you know, it's, it didn't feel right. So the cowboys were very interesting insofar as they came about with hiding them a little bit like the cutouts in Rome because I was doing the watercolors and the cutouts were this side thing and everyone kept coming and going. <laughs> and again, I think it's an honesty. You're just looking at something that's so um, kind of humble, unheroic, and it's just sitting there. A little bit like my cowboy paintings were for me, I think, at that time. And I think it was me talking about, you've seen the cowboy talk. I won't go through it all. Oh, have you? It's on, it's on YouTube. It's a Terps thing when I did the Terp show. Yeah. And it's, it's not really about American cowboys. It's actually about coming, not that it's about totally about coming from the West Warren, but it's, it's about something you don't expect. 
but so it was. I think the cowboys are really related to the cutouts. I'm glad you said that because one of the shows I'd love to do is I have, I said about the cowboys and I said to myself, um, I'm going to do a hundred paintings of the covers of these cheap, my great uncle used to have these little cowboy, you know, the penny books or whatever they were, you know, and I, you know, he'd have them around. So I, that idea is a really fast, really furious, I'm really 80s girl, you know, it's like, and it's, quick little paintings of these covers. I was doing them, and then they started becoming something else. And I think I made something like 80, and one of the things I wanted to do and I, uh, was show them all 100, or nearly 100, whatever it was that was there, with some of the new cutouts, because actually, even though there's a space of, I don't know, 25 years or something, maybe more, I can't even remember, but it's like, there, th there's a real connection with them, you know? Um, and I, I don't know what it is. I think it's the directness of it. It's a bit like taking the backs of sketchbooks, which is what they wore, and then just doing this, you know, I'm going to draw like that. And it's just like, you know, like I said, I did that drawing two minutes. <laughs> because you're in, that, you're in that frame, you know. You're, yeah. The frame you And talking up. about the drawing that and the, wall um, there. the audience <laughs> can see behind them, which is adorning the glass facade of the gallery. It's great scene at that size. It's so great. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I bigger and bigger. Smash <laughs> <laughs> them up and make yeah, them something yeah. else. Um, there's, there's a sort of obverse question about when you're talking about freedom and grasping chances and seeing what comes out the other end mm. and embracing it. Presumably there is like um, an equal and opposite <laughs> impulse, which is, or necessity, which is to say, this is working, but this isn't working. Yeah. This is successful, but this isn't yeah. successful, which is a much more... I imagine a much more sort of mm. rational um, editing, um, maybe less, in, uh, I, I don't know how that works. Mm. How does it work? I mean, I've got a couple, I don't have too many people I talk to, and you can't see, you know, a lot of time when you're working, so, and, but I'll ha I have a couple of people, and usually I talk to people who have very different kind of backgrounds, you know, just something kind of different. But actually, this time, the gatekeepers I showed you inside, okay, and they were like plaster figures to sit on top of something. Right, so, they, so on the dais at the back of the exhibition, it's almost like you're entering a different space. Well, you are, you're going up the steps yeah. to where the altar would have been. And then on each side, you can see almost like figures atop yeah. of columns, yeah. guard, guarding the space yeah. almost. Right? And they're a little bit like statues you see in, you know, in the, the city park, when you're moving yeah. through it and yeah. things, yeah. And, um, and, but I mean, one of the things, so I was, and someone who I trust didn't like him, and there's a point where you think, well, actually, now I have to listen to myself, because actually, I, I think they're great, there's a vulnerability about them, with the cement, because they're plaster, and they're painted like, eh, I paint like that, eh, that's how I paint, you know, and then they, it, they just kind of work, and they talked about, I don't know, the statue, there's birds, I've drawn birds in them, and stuff like that, and, and I, I kept those in, which is very rare, because these people I talked to, I trust, you know, and you can see, and you do need a little voice sometimes, yeah? Um, and I think that show, because it was so in my head, in my body, for so long, you know, and we, I literally didn't know, like now when I, I take, I've been enjoying people sending me pictures on Instagram, and it's really good, because again, you're seeing what they see, and you see the plaster green on the wall, and you'd swear to God I was standing there making it alongside it, do you know what I mean? So, so the, a certain point, I think it's because I was so much on my own with this show, it's like, um, I trusted myself a little bit more, but there is always an editing, what goes in, and you know, I make some, and to make, you have to make bad stuff, 
You have to make awful stuff, stuff that you'd be embarrassed, cheesy stuff, you know. So you have to do that to get to where you want to go, you know. And then it's just about recognizing that. But I, 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 I don't, I don't think talking to too many people is good, you know, because then you lose yourself, you know. So it is about having, you know, one or two that you think you just throw out and you just create a little space. And again, it's it's having that conversation. And it's not having the conversation. It's do it that way or something. And you come, then you come and you find it basically. Right. Don't you? It's a bit like doing the drawing in Rome. I'm listening to you all. <laughs> it's like, so you find what the drawing is about, just, you know. And I think kind of the editing down, especially for this show, was like, you know. And I really did not know. I mean, so many new things in there. I didn't. Until the show opened, I didn't. Until I saw Judith's face thing, and I, oh, yeah. <laughs> you can do it, I can't do it. But, you know. <laughs> okay. It's all it's okay. All right. It's working, yeah. 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 Um, do we have any, um, maybe one last question before, or we could just wrap up and have a glass of something and chat among ourselves um, less uh, formally? I've got another question. Yes, yeah. George, you're <laughs> Please what do. What I find really interesting, especially after you show showing those pictures, mm. is that actually some of the work you've been making, the cement pieces, are not figurative at all. Mm. They are just construction, mm. and actually some of those pieces mm. are also quite just about construction without yeah. figurative... Um, part is, do you think that's um, do you think that's the direction you're going in, or not at all? I mean, it just. Seems I kind of have no idea. I say to my friends who are abstract painters, suddenly I'm making abstract paintings. It's so easy. There's no figures. <laughs> <laughs> I only do what we have. I mean, I don't know. But for me, I just celebrate. I just think, like, you know, I, I do feel... I mean, you know, does it, I make it sound like, oh, it's such happy days in the studio. It isn't, you know. It's like, but it's, you know... You I, work I, so hard. That is why I, you I know, say you I work I mean, so I love hard. It. I just think... You know, and also, I surprise myself, you know. I mean, who can... I mean, through lockdown, we found out how lucky we are to make things. You know, you never... I'm always just like... You surprise yourself, you know. I surprise me old man, you know. <laughs> and he walk into the studio and think, when did he do that? When did she do that? How did that happen? You know, I get a kick out of that because I think, oh my God, because I'm just following some, I don't know what the hell I'm following, you know, but it just make in a certain sense. So, like, you know, the, I mean, when I show these, these were buried somewhere here. I didn't look at them. I started making those things. I had no idea. It started with the little cup things. And then I loved the cement and you could pour paint in it. And I thought, oh my God, that's really interesting. And then you're not wasting stuff, you know? So I had a fantastic smashing time, smashing some ceramics and everything. Because I'd made these things. So they were kind of fantastic vases or whatever. You know, I was like, it's not interesting. This is not what I want to do. And then it's like with the... Yeah, so then they become... And I thought, like, God, it's back to... You know, these you know, ideas stay with you, don't they? It's just like it's so amazing. It's like what kind of comes out of nowhere, isn't it? You just think, crikey, that's just from that bad photo. I never take a good photograph. You know, I think I know. And I'm, then there's other things as well. And I've got, this came afterwards because I had a friend and um, she was having a bad time. And and um, and then an Irish per person's um, if some, their friend is having a bad time, what they usually do is they take him to the graveyard. And you said, there's people much worse, worse off here than you. I do like a walk in a graveyard. And, and then these, and, I, and I'd made the work, and then, look, it's not just so great. It's it absolutely great, stunning, you know? yeah. It's so, that's actually decent. We're looking at a sort of an ivy overgrown it's, grave yeah. 
for the for the podcast I just, I version. My, my show is in here. It's just brilliant, you know. And of course, these things. I mean, I spent half my life in a graveyard. You know, it's my mother's favorite place to take us to. Just and the other thing I love is you know that the wind. The, you know, trees. You know, when you go into Scotland, you get it, don't you? They're lying sideways, literally on the ground. And you think. If I could get all my... Oh, yeah, the other thing I have to mention is wedges. I'm not a sculptor because I need me wedges to prop <laughs> everything up. Nothing stands up properly. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to have to draw it to a close the formal proceedings anyway. But um, I just wanted to say thank you so much. And what an incredibly inspiring, actually, hour that was. You know, that your energy, your verve, your openness, your kind of appetite is just kind of absolutely brilliant to witness and and the result is is absolutely stunning so thanks very much for talking to us thank you so much thank you